Hello and welcome to my podcast, Tom Sips Back Into Conversation With. Uh, this week I am talking to another guest that I had on previously, Lizzie, as you might know her, Hivenets, on Instagram. Uh, she also has a podcast on YouTube. Uh, she first came onto the podcast back in 2021, uh, episode 7, and she was also in an episode of Crafting Mental Health Awareness, a series I did on YouTube where people talk about their crafts and how it has helped with their mental health uh, it's a really good series. I definitely would recommend to go and check it out. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and all of that cool stuff uh, with this podcast. It really helps if you uh, if you do all of that. In the last episode, I spoke a little bit about how uh, I was recently made redundant, and I think this conversation was taken in the place in a little gap of time where I didn't have any work. Um, so that's how I was able to record a couple of these episodes. Um, but I am happy to say that I have got a new job, and it's really cool. It's working in a kitchen, which is over in Leamington, and the food is all made from scratch. Kind of one of the downsides is that it takes about 15 minutes or so for uh, the, me to get a bus over to Leamington from Coventry. Uh, but I am using that time to knit quite a lot, so I'm making a lot of hats and trying to catch up on some of the, the knitting projects I want to do, um, especially with Christmas just kind of around the corner. Uh, I'm going to be at a market at Fargo in Coventry. Uh, from the 2nd and the 3rd of December, so I'm trying to make some hats ready for that. So um, yeah, that's kind of like a little update from me. So a bit about this conversation, Lizzie and I have a really good catch up and we talk about what's happened since the last time we did the podcast, um, a bit about work, life, about her podcast. Um, it's a really good conversation and if you haven't seen the original first conversation that we had, uh, definitely go and check it out as well because it's really interesting to see where she was about uh, just over a year ago to almost two years ago to to now. Yeah, I'll be back at the end of the conversation uh, with a little bit more chat and a little bit more of an update on uh, patterns that I'm creating. Uh, but for now, I hope you enjoy this episode. We step into the conversation with me and Lizzie. Yeah, it's been a while since, like, I think we, well, the podcast came out in, the first season came out in 21, like 2021, uh -huh. so it's been been over a year, I'd say, since we actually yeah, got I chatting. I was looking for your email, and um, it brought up the wrong one, and it was, like, 21st of January 21, when you sent me, like, the original Zoom, I was like, my God, that's, like, 18 months ago. Yeah, that was such a long time ago, I mean, it's, like, so much has happened, which I kind of, this yeah. is the reason why I wanted to do like a catch up kind of podcast episode because like yeah. loads has happened with you since then. Like, I also, yeah, a lot was, has happened. Like, yeah, I was listening through the podcast and uh, we kind of mentioned about the fact that you were almost at 2,000 followers. And then since <laughs> then, <laughs> like, that feels like ages ago because now you're like over 13,000, which yeah, is pretty amazing. So, how, how has the like growth been? Because I feel like it went, pretty quickly yeah i feel like it kind of like trundled along for a bit and then i'm not sure what happened it, i think it probably tied in with when i re designed and released the pattern to be honest i think that's when there was quite a lot of growth which was nice because then that kind of growth kind of helped propel the interest in the pattern which was really fortunate yeah that's really cool because yeah. um yeah like your new pattern that you've kind of created when did that get released the jumper got released um, 29th of january i think 
Okay. Around then, give or take. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's nearly been six months ago, which is which is crazy. Yeah, it feels um, like you've had but, that for a while. Yeah, but, but it was then I guess you were working for like on way it. longer. Mm. Yeah, you were working on it for Such ages, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, because I think I actually held up a version of it in in our podcast, but I think that's the version that then got like completely ripped out and started okay. again. Yeah, because <laughs> I made a version of it and it just wasn't quite right. Um, and I ended up like changing, I went down a needle size and changed the sleeve stitch a bit and then made like a second version when we were isolating with COVID. And I was like, well, what else is there to do? <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about that writing process because like, I think you were, you were wanting to write a pattern last time we spoke, but obviously yeah. you've gone ahead and you've done it. Yeah, I don't know how it ended up happening. I think it just got to the stage where I'd kind of made so many of other people's patterns. I was like, oh, I wonder if this is possible. And then had an idea that I wanted to kind of try and take forward. And then just kind of, well, when I had like a fair amount of time off work, kind of wanted to do something useful with my time. So that's when I kind of started messing about with swatches and stitch patterns and stuff and then in the end just kind of took the plunge but I feel like I know so much more now than I did then even though that's only like a, a year or so ago and then starting to write this second pattern has been a lot easier because <laughs> of you, what I'd already learned. Yeah are you using like a, a tech editor or anyone yeah, else? Um, yeah 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 so definitely full disclosure like I, I kind of just think that I'm so busy and there's so much going on and I I want to be able to do things properly so I just have no issue with like me doing the ideas and then paying someone else to do the fiddly bits that it needs doing to get it to a good standard to sell in good faith do you know like yeah I think that's quite a skill as well like mm -hmm. someone who is able to like kind of take that idea or that concept or a pattern that you've kind of roughly wrote and then turning that mm. into like a full yeah. blown pattern is is quite a skill so which I, wrote, I think yeah I wrote like the pattern for the sample size for my size but it was kind of like scaling it down and then up in sizes that I just it it's so much more than you think like you kind of think because it was like a, a raglan design you think oh I'll just do more increases and that will suit that will fit like larger sizes but it's so much more complicated than that like just learning like basic thinking about basic things that like as bodies get wider they don't get taller their arms mm -hmm. don't get do you know it's it's not like a linear process and yeah it's like I want to be able to do this properly and make something that's properly size inclusive which is very important but not just kind of nod to it actually do it properly and if I don't have the time and skill to do that let's get someone else to help me so then I can release something that actually is properly size inclusive. That's really cool. Yeah, I know as someone who's relatively kind of short and medium to big size mm. that like just because like I'm a bit bigger doesn't mean that like the like I need things a little bit shorter. So yeah, I, yeah, I exactly. having it really size inclusive is I think quite a big deal, especially with I think mainstream fashion is like catching up but like slow fashion that we're doing I think has been a bit more of the like it's been on everyone's mind about trying to be size inclusive and um 
Mm. Yeah, trying to be out there for everyone, which I think is really important. Yeah, it's certainly a hot topic and becoming more so. And I think, like, there are people are starting to challenge why some some things aren't size inclusive. I suppose, which is a whole other debate. But yeah, I just was like, oh, I want to be able to do this properly. I don't think I can myself. So let what can I do to, um, like make it more so but then I also appreciate that you know that there is a cost to getting someone to professionally do x y and z that not everyone could just justify um Mm -hmm. but at the time I was like I can justify it and I want to justify it so that's what I did yeah I mean I'll use them again for the second one because it was a very good experience yeah I mean you you are a full-time doctor so I think Mm -hmm. you definitely have the excuse of not having enough time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. it's um yeah it's it's just tricky like to fit it all in and it's I feel like sometimes you tread that fine line of like what started as a hobby and like for pure joy like not letting it become like another stress if you know yeah. what I mean so it's always trying to like reevaluate. like is this going to cause me more stress than it is joy well maybe i need to readdress the balance at the moment yeah i think that balancing that fine line like i've spoken to a few people who've been able to create like turn this hobby into Mm. their actual job which Mm. i think takes a lot more than a lot of people think like oh so much and Mm. so much like more dedication and like i think it's probably harder to find the line of your hobby and your own personal time like mm, for sure i i thought about how that would look if i was ever to turn this into like a full-time thing and i i would love it but i think it would be very difficult at least at the beginning mm, hmm. i think most people who like i don't know if you just took designing knitting patterns as a niche thing most people don't do it as a full-time thing do they most people do it alongside something else Mm. unless you really make it to the big time (laughs) yeah yeah i've been able to speak to a couple of people um like who who've been able to like that's amazing just switch it over which is Mm. pretty pretty incredible Mm -hmm. and do they find like do they find that it still brings them joy or do they find that they have to kind of so far, I think they're still in the like early stages, but like um Fidesz, uh Ezra Marty, who's um on Instagram, uh who I also had another catch up, which will probably be yeah. coming out before this. Um nice. she her and her partner have like bought a van and they're like travelling around Europe. And yeah. uh she's also got like a Patreon as well, so she's able to like release mm. her patterns on Patreon so she's got a bit of a steady income and then um She's also like tattooing now as well, so her and her partner are able to like just travel around Europe in this like amazing van with their new dog. That's <laughs> and it's oh. like, oh that's that's kind of the dream, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh wow. It must be really, really cool to catch up with people like a year, two years on from when you first did and be like, What's changed, what hasn't changed? Yeah, it's really it's good, good, especially at the moment, like with Instagram's algorithm seems to be Mm. not the best so like even just like messaging a couple of people who i've spoke to i haven't seen their stuff on my feed in ages and then just messaging them 
has like brought their feed kind of back in to my like I've been able to see it again. Wow, that's cool. interesting. Yeah, I've like noticed there's a couple of people who I haven't really seen anything for a while, and then mm. I've actually I'd, like gone to go and search them, and they're like done loads of stuff. <laughs> so um, it's quite. I think there's a lot of people that have like moved over to TikTok, and then mm. I think the algorithm's just doing some funny things at the moment. So hopefully, yeah, it will kind of go back to a little bit how it was and see more people's feed. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I feel like a lot of people do rely on it as a marketing tool, mm. and when when the uh, when a when an app changes not to favour that kind of. Yeah demographic it's difficult i know like yeah that's another hot topic at the moment isn't it yeah i think i mean they're always trying to like progress and do new stuff and mm. and change what they're doing like they're probably i think they're doing a lot more advertising and a lot more sponsor things which is why i think that's what i generally see is people who have put mm. money into instagram to show their products yeah and yeah less i think of- um yeah I think it, it it is easier to deal with if you try and just remember that like Instagram and like the whole meta thing it's a it's a business at the end of the day and whilst small businesses might have used it to help them promote their business and um, find customers and things it's it's not what the app's there for the app's there to make money for itself at the end of the day I don't know you can get like a bit sucked into like oh why is this changed it's it's like not it's not good for me like and get quite down about it but I I find it helps to be like well what's the app there for well not yeah. for my business and try and like make it a bit less personal mm-hmm. and like I've little. I've been on Instagram pretty much since it came out and mm. like I've seen it change like loads so it does go through oh. phases like it tries new things there's new yeah new forms of social media that they've got to try and keep up with and stay relevant so yeah Mm. you use tiktok don't you i literally have never used it in my life (laughs) yeah i've started uh, i was adamant like i feel like at the beginning like when i started doing these podcasts like that tiktok was starting to become a thing and i was like no i'm not gonna do tiktok (laughs) i don't i don't even do reels and then Mm. i i don't know why i just thought oh let's just have a look like Mm. TikTok's still going it hasn't died off I thought it would be a little bit like Vine and it would be there for a little bit and then go and you know yeah. it still still might die off at some point but um, I like the fact that it's still linked with Instagram so I can still I found when I post something that's into a reel it gets more views and stuff um, I think that's maybe mm. where Instagram wants to go but um, yeah. yeah I think it, if you're going to go into TikTok, you need to have the mindset of like, you need a good week to try and follow the people that you want to see and like, just like anything that you would actually want to be on your feed. And then the algorithm starts learning fairly quickly. But at the beginning, mm. it's trash. <laughs> it's just utter trash. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some really good, uh, there are some really good people and like creators and, and knitters and crocheters and other artists that are. Fair enough. There's on a little TikTok fiber, and, fiber community on TikTok. Yeah. And it still has, mm-hmm. like, like Instagram still had that really, like, friendly, like, helpful vibe. I think it's still mm. there over on TikTok. So, 
That's I think good. a lot of people have moved over. So at some point, maybe you'll, if you get time. Maybe I'll segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is mad but, though, like the power of social media. Like just last weekend, I went to a wedding of someone I entirely knew through Instagram. <laughs> That's crazy. I saw that. Yeah, there was a like a little group of you. Like it was uh, literally think, the best weekend ever. <laughs> the so Nipper girl and mm-hmm. is it? Uh, oh, I can't remember her name. Laura. Yeah, who? Laura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I thought yeah, that was really and, cool because um, I was like Rebecca from the Crow Bay was there as well. Yeah, because I saw I saw on your like stories, I was like, <laughs> so funny. I didn't realize you were at a wedding first, and I was like, oh my god, you like, like going to a wedding of someone like you've probably been talking to. Yeah, and... have you have you met up with them before? Um, so I met Sophie, um, the Knit Pearl girl, literally a couple of weeks ago because she was on a course in Leeds. Um, but that was the first time. But we we've been doing like Zoom knit nights for. I don't know, probably like a, a year, maybe. So if, it feels like we know each other really well, hence why we mm-hmm. got invited to Caroline's wedding. But it was just that, like, we've actually never met in person before. <laughs> That's really cool. It was fun. Mm. So, yeah, social media is not all bad. <laughs> no, there's definitely elements. And I think definitely the fibre community on social media is mm-hmm. generally, I like, I've not really had any bad experiences. So, no. I think, yeah. yeah, there's definitely, like, toxic things out there, but I think mm-hmm. if, like, like in the real world, if you surround yourself with good people and kind people, yeah. that's the vibe. Get, that's, that's, yeah. That's what that's you get back. Be around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what yeah, we're still talking absolutely. about, like, kind of forms of social media, let's talk about your YouTube and, like, your podcast that you started. <laughs> yeah, which I totally was inspired by you to do, by the way, so thank you so much. <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah, it's been like, I think I saw like it's been just over a year now. I think I did my first one in like June 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, but like most things that I tend to do, it was just like random post-night sleep-deprived decision. <laughs> yeah, there's a few episodes that I've seen that you've been like, this is really random. I'm really tired. But let's talk about knitting. <laughs> you got your tea. You got a little snack. Like, that's basically it's, it that's basically it night shifts are bad for you they make you do weird stuff <laughs> <laughs> did um, i say you, no. you finished with your night shifts as well though yes yeah yes <laughs> forever <laughs> i know so good so good honestly when i walked out of that hospital on friday morning it just felt like i was like walking on it uh, or walking on clouds it's like oh bye <laughs> <laughs> you never uh, that's really cool i think yeah. uh because i caught some of the because i think i was walking to work or something and was trying to oh. watch your stories but so you've you finished with the night shifts and are you are you permanently based with something else now yes so i think i confuse a lot of people with that story i, I literally i didn't realize so many people cared but i had quite a few <laughs> messages being like oh my god have you stopped being a doctor someone asked me if i'd two people asked me if i'd retired and i was like i wish <laughs> <laughs> not 29. quite yet a couple more years <laughs> oh what a dream that would be um but yeah i think people were like oh my god she's quit and i was like no no no, that's not the vibe but it's very long and confusing but the basics of it is is that i was training to be a gp you have to do three years training if you're full-time and a proportion of that which is normally at the beginning is spent in hospital and then when you've completed that like bit you then move from hospital into like working in GP permanently. So that's where mm-hmm. I'm at. 
Yeah, because I think yeah. I didn't necessarily jump to the conclusion that you were quitting or leaving because, <laughs> or because of the podcast. And uh, I remember you saying that you had to do certain areas within mm. kind of that's that it. work to get experience. Yes. Uh, mm. So that's really exactly. cool. So you, that's it. Are you now working in a GP surgery? I will be as of Wednesday. So like twice a year, doctors in training in the UK rotate. So first Wednesday in August and first Wednesday in February. Um, so yeah, on Wednesday, I'll be rotating to my new placement, which this time is moving to GP. Amazing. Are you looking forward to it? I am, you know, it'll be, I'm like, I am like nervous because it's just going to be very different because I've been working in hospital for five years now, which Mm -hmm. is a long time. And it's very, obviously very different types of problems and you have access to minimal things, investigations and treatment wise that you do in hospital. Um, But I'm very looking, much looking forward to like the, the gear shift and like yeah not working nights and stuff like that yeah i can imagine having a bit more of a regular regularity to yeah i mean i know people that don't mind it at all and like if they're close friends or partners or whatever also shift workers then it doesn't really bother them but my partner has like a regular nine to five job as do most of all of my family um and a lot of my friends so i always feel a bit like isolated when i'm doing shift work um Mm. so it'll be nice to just tie in a bit more with like other people in my life but yeah going back to the podcast yeah going back to the podcast yeah sorry we just like had a little tangent but it's fine (laughs) Little, little tangent that's literally me all over the tangents um yeah i just do you know what I just it's one of those things where you just see other people doing stuff and you're like I really enjoy this um maybe I should join in (laughs) um and yeah just like I said kind of filmed the first one on a bit of a whim and then just went from there like it got a really nice response like it was really fun to do um and yeah now I've done 12 or 13 can't remember exactly yeah yeah, I was uh, mm-hmm. looking through and it looks like you've, you've done about, yeah, quite a few now. So mm-hmm. They come in like fits and spurts, depending on what kind of work pattern I've got. But again, I'm hoping now that it's a bit more like regular hours, I'll be able to sort of schedule stuff a bit more regularly and not be so sporadic. Yeah. I feel like I'm literally all or nothing. I'm either like all, like, all in everyone's <laughs> faces all the time, like, woo! Or like, <laughs> dormant. <laughs> well, I think that will kind of, <laughs> become a little bit easier now that you're able to like get into a bit of a rhythm and not like because that was probably your life with like shift workers like you are Mm. all about everything or just like trying to rest (laughs) yeah that's it that's exactly it I feel like that's probably not a lifestyle or like a posting style that's favored by the algorithm they're probably like who's this Yeah, I think they like kind of regular things. But to be fair, I I was kind of like that as well. Like, I did the first. Who cares in some ways? Oh no, I think the people who actually want to watch you, they'll they'll follow you and they'll subscribe mm. and they'll. But yeah, and I think mm. like you've built up quite a good like fan base and like you got quite a few followers on on YouTube as well. And like your videos get loads of views, which is like really good. 
yeah, it, I think it did shock me to be honest. Well, I didn't really know what to expect because I feel like when you've kind of been around on Instagram for a bit, even though you try not to, like I try quite hard not to get like embroiled in the numbers and the insights mm. and stuff. Cause I'm quite like a, if I allowed myself to be, I'd be quite an obsessive person about that kind of thing. Um, bit type A, but like having been around on it so long, you kind of do get a bit of a feel for like, what's a good response to post, what's not that kind of thing. But on YouTube, I, it's just like a different beast. I had no idea. Um, and I remember when I made my channel and put my first video up, Laura from Penrose Knits, cause she'd been on and doing it for a bit. She kept mm. messaging me. She was like, this is really great. <laughs> <laughs> it's doing really well. I was like, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's doing Which really well. There. Cause I remember like when mm. your episode came up on my podcast, like the first episode, like that was easily the most viewed episode as well so i knew that when you started doing your your podcast i was like <laughs> people want to hear what you say and like are oh, really interested nice. in what you do and uh mm -hmm. it was really nice seeing you talk about your work which i think is like like it's just really nice hearing people talk about what they're passionate about yeah i i like that too like i think inherently i'm just such a nosy person which is I've said that before, probably why I'm a doctor, because I can just be, like, really lazy. And um, it is nice to just... I think I just... I think one of the appeal of, like, podcasts and stuff is just to, like, a bit of an insight into other people's lives. Yeah. Ultimately, when you when you properly strip it down into, like, why do we sit and watch people talk about knitting for two hours? Yeah. It's just... I don't know. It's a fine line, though, isn't it? It's like, what do you share? What do you not share? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that line can be hard. Like I've had ideas for videos mm. and stuff before and then I wonder how much of like my home life to share. But then I yeah. did a series on YouTube where I try and get people to talk about crafting and how that's helped with their mental health, which you mm. were again a part of, which I think did pretty well. Great. Like mm. I really want to try and do that again as well because I know that we're out of lockdown now, but we mm. have other things to consider with like oh, everything absolutely. else in the world. So those kind of like mental health issues are still very prevalent. And yeah. I think, I still think crafting and being creative in any shape or form is really important. So For sure. I can, I can definitely tell like when I'm, when I'm not feeling, I can kind of gauge a barometer of like, where my mental health and like mood is at by by how much I craft like mm -hmm. I know that if I'm in a bit of a rut or like it, I'll definitely like knit less and then if I'm feeling better I'll definitely like do more and feel more creative and more inspired yeah it's interesting yeah what kind of things are you working on at the moment like um, well, my main thing that I just finished the knitting of yesterday is the cardigan to go with the jumper. Um, so I literally finished, like, this is an example. So I, like, got really, like, inspired, knit, like, most of it a while ago, and then just had, like, the sleeves to finish and, like, just trying to work out how long I wanted them to be and the cuff decreases and stuff like that, which, of a whole oversized cardigan garment is like what like less than five percent probably mm -hmm. i just could not 
get myself the motivation to like get it done and get it finished um and then yesterday you know probably partly because like you know i finished those nights and like my mood's picked up a bit and like good stuff ahead and stuff and i was like right now's the time <laughs> <laughs> awesome so yeah got that finished yesterday so now it's sunny today i'm gonna wash it and then block it and let it dry hopefully it'll dry today um because i meant to get that out to the grader this week maybe <laughs> if hopefully. the patterns finish writing up in time yeah but if that doesn't happen it's not the end of the world yeah how long does it take from when you're like at that stage where you've kind of written your pattern or like graded it and stuff um, how long does it take for the well i only have one experience to go on and i think it will be a bit quicker this time because i think everything will just be a bit slicker but last time i think i i think i got stuff to the grade of maybe like late august september and then to be honest the grading didn't take too long because that's basically one person doing a doing the job and then she sent it back and then the tech editing takes longer because you send the file they send a round of edits you make the changes and you do a bit of back and forth maybe like four five six times mm -hmm. and then i remember early october uh she was like i think it's at the stage where you can put a call for testers out uh so i did that and then i think the test net started like mid mid to late October and then ran for a, like I wanted it to be a decent amount of time because I just I've done a few test nits and there's nothing worse than having like a deadline and most people everyone who's doing test knitting really again getting into hot water but is a voluntary thing and yeah. you wouldn't uh, pressure is just not going to make people enjoy it and want to do it for you again and enjoy the mm -hmm. experience and I just feel like if you have like a happy and like motivated and looked after a group of testers it's going to be better for you because you're going to get better experience better feedback better future response and stuff so nobody wins if you're like cracking the whip saying i want a whole cardigan knit on fingering weight in four weeks for a 5xl like yeah. it's just not going to happen um so i think the test knit ran till like late december and then I farted about for a bit <laughs> with all the <laughs> feedback and then it got to like January and I was like oh have I missed the boat have I missed winter shall I wait till next year and then I just needed a kick up the bum from some good friends to be like if you don't do it now you're never going to do it so I did it and it was the end of January awesome so I think there's definitely scope for that whole process to be streamlined mm -hmm. <laughs> mainly on my part <laughs> uh but the whole pattern is easier to write this time because because it's like not like a spin-off but because it's like the same kind of family of of patterns as the jumper a lot of the sort of like mm, ad advice stuff in the pattern is still the same like how to knit half fisherman's ribbon around like that's the same yeah all the youtube links and stuff are already there um it's the same gauge on the same needle so it's definitely been a bit slicker to write this time that's really cool. Mm. Nice. And I'm hoping, I don't know, I'm hoping that the test knit, or test knit call will get a, a good response again. Although sometimes, well, I was overwhelmed with responses last time, which was amazing, but it didn't half make it hard to choose. 
<laughs> yeah, I can imagine. With your following as well, I can imagine there's a lot of people that want to support you mm -hmm. and want to have a go at doing this as well. So. Hope you all enjoyed that episode of the podcast. Uh, it was really fun getting to chat to Lizzie again. Uh, thank you very much, Lizzie, for being on the podcast as well. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and all of that cool stuff. It really helps with uh, sharing this podcast and getting it out there. As I kind of mentioned a little bit just before the conversation, uh, I have released a pattern called my Big Cozy Hat Pattern. Uh, I'm currently working on some more patterns. I'm hoping to release a pattern in December. Um, and I'll also have some new episodes of the podcast as well, some little Christmas special uh, episodes, and also a fairly big project that I was working on uh, a while ago uh, that I got asked to join, uh, which I can't really say too much about that, but um, it was incredibly exciting. I got to meet some amazing people, and uh, I and I have a chance to talk to them again on the podcast, so uh, it was really nice. So make sure you look out for those episodes coming out in December. Um, make sure you follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of the places on there so you can kind of get updates on when the next episodes and everything that's coming out. Yeah, thank you very much for watching. I hope to see you again soon. Bye.